are tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and IDE Computers. Now your hosts, Sam Dunham, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, and Josh Harrison. Hey everyone, welcome to Nerd Overload. Happy free comic book day, everybody. Woo! Woo! If you're, uh, if you're living anywhere near a comic book shop, Stop in today. You get some free stuff. It's great. It's a great, great little fake holiday. Anyway, I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Cody. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you guys this week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we got some news that we're going to be talking about. But first, as always, we're going to be talking about what we've been checking out this week. So this morning when I got off work, I decided to get bored and kind of just search Disney on Netflix. You decided to get bored? <laughs> <laughs> it was a conscious decision? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, that's right. how my brain works. <laughs> but uh, I just I searched Disney on Netflix, and they actually have a lot of films. Really? Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, there's a lot, and like a lot of good Disney movies, and a lot of their crappy sequels. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was flipping through, and I saw The Rescuers on there, and I was like, Wow, I haven't watched that movie in a really, really, really long time. Like I barely remember it. Wow, yeah, it's been a while for me too. It's yeah, I've, I know I've seen it, but I can't remember anything exactly. about it. Exactly. Like. It might have been a bird. <laughs> There's some mice and a bird. <laughs> like seriously, I've I've watched the Rescuers Down Under like a million times. Mm-hmm. The Rescuers. This is probably the second time I've ever seen it in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, you know I always like Down Under a little better because I think I've seen that one. A oh time yeah, too. well it, that one came out in 1990 and like the you know the animation was better and everything. Yeah. I- down uh, the rescue the original rescuers was 1977 yeah that's you want to talk about a gap between sequels well, now was it jaja gabor who's the voice of yeah 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 right 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 okay yeah and bob newhart is bob, uh that's right is uh bernard that's right yeah and there's a wow. lot it's it's kind of weird watching it because you're sitting there's like it's the exact same animation style as like uh disney's robin hood uh jungle book you know, just a, there, and there's a lot of reoccurring voices that mm-hmm. come too. I just forgot about it, and I was like, "Man, this is actually pretty good." None of the characters actually sing in it. That's right. It's, it's one of the few that really doesn't have a, that many songs. Well, they have songs, but none of the actual characters sing it. It's always like just part of the soundtrack. Right. Huh. That was done around the same time as uh, Great Mouse Detective. And stuff yeah. Like oh that, yeah. Right? Like I said, it's it's a lot of the same. Like, there's like a swamp mouse in the bayou who drinks moonshine all the time. <laughs> Which, by the way, there is drinking and smoking and shooting in this movie, and I'm like, man, they they don't get away with that anymore. Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, there's the, like the voice of this Bayou Mouse is the sheriff of Nottingham from Robin Hood. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that's actually another tie because he was the uh, shop owner or mayor or something in Green Acres, which Jacques Jacques Gabor was in, Mister Haney. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I forgot how good it was, and it's interesting and it's fun, and I just I. I love Disney movies. Yeah, is this uh, Zsa Gabor the cat in Aristocats, the Duchess in the Aristocats? I don't know. She I might have been. So. She might have been. You're so. right. I like that movie. That's one of my favorites when I was a kid. It was sitting there, and she's very, she's very jaded about everything in this movie. It's like, it's like Bernard, darling, and all these things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I used to watch the Bob Newhart show like religiously when I was growing up. <laughs> really? Well, well, I had Nick at Night, and oh, a, yeah, lot, okay. a lot of, and a lot yeah, of times I just makes sense. I just would I would watch that and uh, uh, Mary Tyler Moore show and Bewitched. Anyway, it kind of brought me back to an earlier time in my life where I just watched classic TV shows and I actually was recognizing voices and things. 
But that's pretty much my check it out, watching old Disney movies. <laughs> I also, I hit the Netflix too, but I watched a documentary called Winnebago Man. Okay. And it's about that, that old viral video where it's a guy in a Winnebago, like, industrial video. Like a commercial, I guess not really It was a commercial, commercial. he was filming a commercial. Yeah. And he's just really angry. Yeah, he gets real mad and he swears all the time and it's pretty funny. But they went out and actually, like, found this guy. Because there's, like, a story behind it, basically. Yeah, they 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 tried to find out the story behind the video and who this guy was. And, like, he was really hard to find, it turned out. (laughs) Like, he, like, lives in a cabin on a mountain in California somewhere. Huh. But he was just a really interesting character. Like, the first time that they meet him, he, like, plays off like he's a calm, like, you know, everybody's nice grandpa. And then, like, a couple days later, he calls the guy back and be like, that was all fake. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was just putting that on to try to get out of the spotlight and and have it not be a big deal. But then he decided he wants an audience. And he's, like, this really well-read, like, you can tell he's a real smart guy. That's how he spent his time because he hasn't... It seemed like he's had like other jobs because, like I said, it was really hard to find. Yeah, he's like a caretaker of this area where his cabin is, is what he did. Huh. Did they explain why he was so angry in the commercial? Because uh, it was hot, really hot and really crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Tight spaces and. Yeah. Well, it got filmed because the production crew was like, oh my god, this guy. <laughs> You know, they were trying to get him fired when oh. they did. That's what, part of why they couldn't find him because you know they, he got fired after that because the crew then it got passed around through everybody. Yeah, and it got the tape got passed around a lot. It was it was viral before mm-hmm. YouTube, and then when it hit YouTube, it got even bigger. But it was really interesting, like you know, learn something about strange people. Yeah, this this weird guy in a video you saw. Yeah, yeah, that does sound really interesting. I, you know, I really like uh, documentaries that are about you know just like one person like um well kind of like the uh, king of kong like it was like, oh yeah yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah. guy because otherwise you would have never known about this guy and i, I just like docs docs like that that's that's really cool it's really yeah, interesting it, it was really good king of kong is a really good documentary oh, it is yeah. a good one. i oh, love yeah. that movie it's one of the few movies i bought without ever seeing it because i'm like i know i'm gonna like this <laughs> <laughs> well uh i've done a couple of things this week um in preparation of the avengers coming out i've been trying to go through and watch some of the some of the uh the movies the marvel <laughs> movies and i'm four into it i don't think i'm gonna make it through all of them before you know going to see avengers tonight but i watched you know the first three or the first four iron man incredible hulk thor and iron man 2 and um you know they for the most part they all kind of hold up i will say that uh when they were coming out when they were fresh i pretty much i kind of thought thor was the weakest one of the bunch not because it was bad or anything but because it was the biggest stretch like you had you know iron man that was kind of more grounded in reality and you know you had hulk which was a you know a science-based kind of thing yeah and then you have thor which is like space aliens that are also gods living in like giant golden castles and all this stuff and these and thous and all this stuff and i always thought that was kind of the weakest but going back after after avengers and watching all the other ones and seeing everything incredible hulk it just doesn't hold up like the rest of them yeah i i'll admit i've only seen the incredible hulk once yeah yeah i mean it's it's not a bad movie but no i can't imagine edward norton working with the rest of the cast for the avengers movies no. i can't imagine it Mark Ruffalo definitely makes it, makes yeah. a great Bruce yeah. Banner. Yeah, because Ruffalo gives just a little bit of the comedy. You know? Yeah. Just a little bit, just enough. 
uh, like the self-deprecating stuff, which I love. I can't see um, um, Norton doing that. No. He would have been a very serious, very dour, very, you know, tragic character, which, you know, the Hulk is, but it just, he... It just wasn't as fun as it doesn't. The rest it of doesn't that. mesh as well with the, with the larger Marvel universe. Yeah, like how yeah. they're how how it's fitting together. Yeah. Each movie has a little bit of comedy in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what makes them work so well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know, they're not. They're not. Zack Snyder. Co- <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at you, DC. <laughs> but uh, but no, I but they're really good. Um, I have a feeling. I'm going to try to get through a couple more late tonight, but I'm probably going to skip the second Thor because I don't see it tying into Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. I'm probably not going to get through Guardians, although I love it because it's not going to tie into Age of Ultron. I'm really just going to try to cover the ones that are probably going to tie directly into it. And uh, But no, uh, really fun. And the other thing, just real quick, um, I love kung fu movies. I watched this kung fu movie the other night called The Odd Couple, not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> but uh, it stars uh, Lau Kar Wing, who also directed it, and Sammo Hung. Um, it's about two old uh, masters. One was the master of the spear, and one's the master of the sword. And every ten years, they get together and fight. Well, they're really old by this one, and they're both played by Sammo Hung and Lau Kar Wing. And they decide for the next ten, for the next time they get together, they're too old. They're going to train somebody so that they don't kill each other because they've become friends over the years. Of fighting each other. <laughs> so they end up training an apprentice for 10 years. And the apprentice is the other actor, not in old man makeup. <laughs> so like old La Car Wing is the master of the spirit is teaching young Sam Hung. And old Sam Hung is the master of the sword teaching young, you know, La Car okay. Wing. Okay. And, it's, and, then, and then there's a um, uh, a guy that like they, um, they both defeated like... 30 years ago and he's like the master of like the shredder claw like the big like long like wolverine claw kind of thing and it becomes like a revenge thing for the two younger characters and it's it's just really fun it's really hard to find but if you find it i think it's on on uh, youtube uh but if you find it check it out it's really good you ever see that movie uh duel to the death i think so it where, sounds familiar. It, where it has like the like the greatest swordsman in china and the greatest swordsman in japan like every so often have to fight each other. Oh yeah, yeah, that does sound familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's a very interesting movie and it's kind of like you just talking about that just mm-hmm. made me think of it. Mm-hmm. And the difference is that's more of a serious one. This is a comedy. Oh, okay. This is very much a comedy. It's a lot of uh, slapstick humor. I mean, oh, okay. any any more slapstick humor and it would have been a Jackie Chan flow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, My favorite kung fu movie is The Flying Guillotine because it has The Flying Guillotine. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's a sequel, right? Yeah, it's a, the, the, no, the, the one, one on box, Boxer. The one on Boxer, yeah. Netflix has The Man with the Iron Fist 2. There's a second one? Oh, yeah, yeah it just came yeah. out a couple weeks ago. Oh, man, I got to get on that. Yeah. I, I'm like the one person in America who enjoyed The Man with the Iron Fist. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, they made a straight-to-DVD sequel just for you. Oh, just just for me. Yeah. Awesome. Straight-to-DVD, straight-to-Netflix. Oh, the RZA, you know, great rapper, loves kung fu movies. Not the strongest actor. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote himself to be the main character of his films. Oh, so... Bad news. Yeah. <laughs> bad news bears. Wop, <laughs> wop. Okay, well, I haven't been doing much, but I have been hate-watching Once Upon a Time on Netflix and Hulu. Oh, that is a great pastime. <laughs> oh, I love that. Do you guys hate-watch anything? I hate-watch a lot of stuff. Yeah, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good topic. What do you hate-watch? Because Once Upon yeah. a Time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a guilty pleasure. No. I hate it. It's, it's so bad. 
Like, I, you were guessing lines before they were said. And it's I incredibly predictable. Yeah. 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 Like, just, I have a hard time saying anything is the worst of anything I've ever seen. But Once Upon a Time is, in fact, the worst television show I've ever seen. It's, <laughs> it's laughably bad. Yeah. They got four seasons of it. Yeah, and people love it. It's super popular. I don't understand it because it is just terrible. It just proves that people have no good taste. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at, least they're like, wrap, at least they're wrapping up the season yeah. this se- this the series this season. Yeah. Right? I guess we're on the what the, the second to last season now, or is it the last? We're on the last one. Okay. Well, it just seems like is it Frozen? Yeah. yeah. And then it, yeah, the last season. It just seems like it used to be like fairy tales. Now it's just like Disney stuff. Just crammed it's always down your been throat. Disney. It's oh yeah. Disney versions of fairy tales. Well, oh, but it's become more and more, more Disney just, as it goes. Because yeah. it was always a little bit Disney, yeah, but mm-hmm. now, now it's, it's like, just like uh, choking oh, on it. Oh, yeah. just wait till the back half of season four when the three magical super wizard witches comes in. It's Ursula from Little Mermaid, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, and Cruella DeVille from 101 <laughs> Dalmatians as a super powerful evil witch. Which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Wow. And the magical MacGuffin that's going to wrap up the whole season, it's Mickey's hat from The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, we just saw so that in the episode yeah. we just watched. Yeah. When they did the uh, the dance scene from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, God, and... where I was still yep. like, dying. Like, no, no. They literally played the music <laughs> from the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just become live-action Disney, but it's not so right. so bad. It was like the most neutered version of that dance scene <laughs> you could imagine. Like, it's so, yeah. everything is crappy. In and... CG background. Yeah. Oh, green screen. Remember when they when they teased, like, other stuff, like, other universes earlier in, in earlier seasons? Like, there was Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. From, like, horror movie universe for no reason. Yeah. Which he's not Disney. There's no, never been not. a Disney Frankenstein. Oh, that would be awesome, though. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Which is, that was back when the show wasn't just, like, complete Disney. It's not like it's gotten worse, though, because yeah, of it. It, was, like, it, <laughs> it didn't start the strongest to begin with. Yeah, but you it's know not what? like I'm complaining. Yeah, you know, that show has, uh, very much has hero syndrome. Do you remember Heroes? Yeah. Yes. It had one halfway decent season at the beginning, and then the writers ran out of ideas. Well, so there was also the writer's strike, too. Well, the, yeah, that, well, Heroes was going to run out of ideas eventually anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's like the the first season of Once it's Upon cool. a Time oh. was okay. Well, wasn't it based on, like, a British show? I don't know. I think it was. Yeah. And that probably ran, like, a season or two, which is probably what it should have yeah, done. It was probably eight episodes. Yeah. And which is about how much plot the first season <laughs> had. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they just ran out of ideas, and it's just, yeah. yeah the Frozen stuff is so oh, bad. Like, they just threw it in just yeah. because of ratings. They don't look like the people. Like, Not I really. know it's hard to match up almond-eyed cartoon princesses, but still. I, I remember seeing, like, when the Frozen stuff was first bidding tees, and when I first saw Elsa, I was like, that looks like a bad Halloween costume. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, the costume looks bad. I think the actress looks actually kind of like the cartoon, at least a little bit. Closer than the other ones that they've tried to bring yeah. in. Yeah. Or like when they're showing like the flashbacks to Aaron Arendelle, is yeah. that what it is? And they had like the uh, the innkeeper with like the mustache, who was basically a cartoon character. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, man, yeah. He pops oh. up in one episode. He has this super fake like Swedish accent with this like giant oversized mustache. <laughs> he looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> And like in well, the worst way possible. Well, they actually had the trolls. Yeah, yeah, they had the trolls, like the stone the rock trolls. trolls. Rock yeah, trolls. Look, 
It oh, looks like, like they a, took the same character model. And they took the uh, the voice, the uh, uh, John Reese davies was the voice of the rock troll in, the, in Frozen. Yeah. He was the voice of the rock troll in this, too. It's like they, they took the character model from the movie, made it look crappier, <laughs> and then used that. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I... I... For the Disney stuff, I partially blame the fact that Disney's pretty much got the wholesale on fairy tales. Well, yeah, and I think that's pretty much why they because everyone is familiar with the the fairy tale or the Disney version of these fairy tales. Well, and the show was made on ABC and ABC's well, Disney, true, so they had the true. rights right there. True, it's kind of it's kind of you know built in the house like that. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, before Frozen, I never read you know the Snow Queen. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Cody and I both studied. You know, children's lit in college. Yeah. So we know like all of the old fairy tales. They're so much more interesting with the yeah. Disney. Well, oh, I know they're a lot there's darker. There's a ton of material they could have like, did something really with. Really cool stories. What's like uh, uh, the, that failed uh, Once Upon a Time spinoff, the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, <laughs> with Jafar <laughs> <laughs> from Aladdin as one of the main villains. Why? I hate well, what they did to Ariel too. Like they made oh, her yeah. kind of like a like a dumb bimbo. Yeah, they really kind of ruined that character. I don't, oh, yeah. you know, as much as I like the actor who plays Rumpelstiltskin, I get tired of his act real quick. And oh, I get yeah. more tired about how Rumpelstiltskin is also the crocodile that ate uh, Hook's hand. And he's beast. also the beast. Yeah. And he's also like this, that, and the other. Like every he's everyone. Every, oh yeah, he's uh, every male villain. antagonist from every Disney film is Rumpelstiltskin. But like I said, I love the actor. He's really great, but... Eh, eh. Yeah, the the writers think he's way cooler than he actually is. Yeah. Like yeah. his little giggle routine. Yeah. Like, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah. Uh. But for some reason, we can't stop watching this stupid, terrible yeah. show. <laughs> did, did you hear... Did you know I had a theory about who Emma Swan, like the one normal character is, what fairy tale creep-like person she is, She's a swan princess. Oh, probably. Emma Swan, the, you know, she was turned into something that is not human or not, you know, fairy tale, which would be like a normal human and then <laughs> became like whatever, you know? Probably. Kind of a weird thing. Yeah. And I can't get over the fact that the Charmings named their their baby <laughs> oh, Neil, which is the name of Emma Swan's baby daddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's real weird. Yeah. That's real weird. Here's um, your brother, who we named after your former lover. Yeah. Did you know that that guy was in the first Thor movie? Charming? No. Yeah, he was Fandral. <laughs> he, was the, he was the Errol Flynn, like, with the oh, goatee yeah. and the mustache and everything. Yeah. Well, also, the Mad Hatter is Bucky Barnes in Captain America. You're right. You're right, he is. Oh, man. Disney. 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 Yeah, there you go. Yep. Wow. Hey, you see... Uh, the Mad Hatter stuff. I wish they did more with that because that was an interesting plot line. Yeah. yeah. Well, he yeah, almost he almost wasn't going to be in the Wonderland spinoff because of his shooting schedule for like Captain America and stuff. Oh yeah. You know, I didn't watch that spinoff. I didn't watch I, I, either I, of the spinoffs. Yeah. I, I, there was another one. I think there was a second one. I I just knew about the Wonderland. Was, one. Yeah. Okay. I guess Jafar was the villain of the of the Wonderland. Yeah, one, he right? was. Okay. Yeah. Also, why why Jafar? Yeah. Where's the genie? Oh, wait, no, that was the that was the mirror guy. Wait, what? the mirror guy is the genie? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Giancarlo Esposito is yeah. the actor. Sydney. Sydney, Sydney yeah. Sydney Mirrorsley. Mirrorsley. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was his S name. Sydney yeah. Reflectorman. Reflectorman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the 
so many like bonkers bad choices being made over and over again. Yeah, it's like they it's like they you plotted out the entire series and went, okay, every time there was a decision, you take the wrong one. <laughs> every single time. There, there's a lot of scenes where like a good guy and a bad guy show up just to be mean at each other for a couple oh, no, minutes. It's supposed to be like Emma, like the diner, and then Regina just show up oh. just to be mean and then oh, leave yeah. for like episode. for no reason. Like it's like it's like. Oh, you know, again, I like the actress that plays Regina, but man, her character is so, the the evil queen, her character is so frustrating because it's like, just talking about how it's her, the fight over like paternity, like over the the main kid, (laughs) like for like four seasons, that's the entire plot line between the main hero and the main antagonist is, you know, who is the mother? I like how later they just both kind of become... You know, both moms, and it's okay. Like, that's good. For a while, and then something happens, and the evil queen is like, oh, no, it's my son, and you can't see my son, and all this stuff. It's like, why? Why? I I like the idea that they're they're pushing the idea that a kid can have two moms, and that could be okay. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it just... ah, mm. So, to sum it up, Once Put On Time... (laughs) Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> not a good, not a good show. Glad it's, glad it's almost over. But it's fun to watch. Yeah. Oh. Seems like it's more fun to hate on. Oh what, yeah, than yeah. What do you think of the uh, the the uh, Wizard of Oz stuff from the oh. tail end of the third season? It wasn't as bad as Neverland, which was the oh, worst. Neverland was pretty. <laughs> oh, you mean where Marilyn Manson was the voice of Pan Shadow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. So many weird I mean, I've choices. never, yeah, I've never watched the show, right but there. I know all these weird, useless facts about it. Yeah. <laughs> we used up enough time uh, talking about Once Upon a Time. I think we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we have the time for one quick news thing before we go to break. So, uh, you want to talk about the Joker real quick, since that's yeah, that's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a non-issue at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so a, a week or two back, um, Dis or Disney DC. <laughs> You mean it would be good? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, DC, God, I almost did it again. DC uh, released uh, an image of what the Joker is going to look like in um, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. And, um, you know, I want to say Jared Leto is a great actor. I think he's going to do a great job with the role. But the teaser image that they showed was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, Why yeah. None? I mean, it's the Joker, and I mean, he looks crazy. He looks crazy, but he's like covered in tattoos. And like some tattoos would be all right. I wouldn't be too upset if he had like a couple. Well, yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> okay, there what? has been, there has been Joker uh, tattooed Joker before, and uh, uh, Frank Miller's uh, All Star Batman and Robin. He had like yakuza tattoos of crazy stuff all over, all down his back. Which yeah, whatever. But uh, what killed it for me was the damaged yes. tattoo on the forehead yep. On, yep at his hairline he had in script the word damaged which is you know dc telling not showing yeah <laughs> uh he also had the teardrop teardrop j on his eye yeah he had there. a joke he had a, the joker j on the side of the corner of his eye yeah and like a lot of them they're like stock they're like stock like you know the ha 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 with yeah. one shoulder like the giant mouth on one arm or whatever you know what? I actually heard this uh, uh, description from another uh, another outlet, and it makes sense. He doesn't look like he didn't look like the Joker. He looked like the Joker wannabe. Yeah. Like the like the second in command that wants to like he looked like male Harley Quinn, like someone who loves the Joker so much he wants to become the Joker. So he's tattooed all this garbage all over himself. He looks like a juggalo. He looks like yeah. a juggalo Joker. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 
Joker, who's even more down, down with the clown. The clown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's um, they did come out about a couple days ago and say that that was that was just a pre-production like mock-up that he's not going to be tattooed up, or at least not for Suicide Squad. He's not going to be covered in tattoos. Which DC is saying, you know, it it's not real. That's that was just a mock-up. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's yeah. like a promotional it was image for the seventy-fifth anniversary of the Joker character. Yeah. What I think it is is DC saw the backlash, like the huge backlash, and everyone making fun of it, and said. Oh, we got to fix this. Yeah. So Wait, it'd be the first time they've listened to fans. Yeah, yeah well, that's very true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I saw anybody who liked it. Yeah. Have you seen some of the uh, the mo- like the fake like uh, pictures that they've put in with the Joker, like the Home Alone? Yeah. <laughs> like they put the joke because he looks like he's doing the, the, yeah. the Kevin McAllister scream. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I saw where somebody took his head and photoshopped it onto the Joker Tarly cosplayer's body. And um, and Photoshop the tattoos off his face. Oh, yeah. And it looked good. And it looked good. Yeah, well, that's why. That's what I mean. I mean, Jared Leto, he's a great actor. He's going to do a really good job. <laughs> I have all the faith in the world in him, but just... God. I don't have faith in the production. No. Yeah. With, with, oh! Yeah. Sorry, speaking of Suicide Squad, did you see today they released possibly what um or, uh, what Deadshot will look like? No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, it shows him in street clothes, and then it shows some kind of armored character, but people they're unsure if the armored character is actually... Uh, Deadshot because he doesn't look like Deadshot. Interesting. Well, you know what? Let's take a break and we'll look that picture up and when we come back, we'll uh, talk about that a little bit. Okay. Nerd Overload would like to thank IDE Computers for their support. With over 19 years of service, IDE is located on Delaware Avenue, Marion. 387-3376. Nerd Overload is brought to you in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More. Replays is the place for all your gaming needs, from retro up through current-gen systems and accessories. They even have a free customer rewards program. Mount Vernon Avenue, Marion, across from the Marion Plaza, 751-4072, or online at facebook.com slash replaysmarion. The world is a vampire.
still just a rat in a cage. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. And someone will say what is lost and never will say. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a wings by the smashing pumpkins um before we get into our next topic we did look at that picture of uh deadshot for the suicide squad and it just looks like will smith in a in a red, red jacket red jacket i mean you know it's a cool jacket yeah it was a really cool jacket <laughs> very but... shafty yeah yeah very very much so but uh but anyway uh the reason we play that song is uh this is kind of a weird news thing we don't usually cover like wrestling news or anything like that but this is too weird not to talk about for a couple minutes Billy Corrigan, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, has signed on to be like chief creative consultant and like head writer for TNA Wrestling, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was long gone. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. vaguely remember it. It's uh, yeah, it's weird, and that's uh, yeah, he said he wants to bring uh, real world issues into the story and plot lines of wrestling, like race issues and gender issues and stuff like that. And I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah. It sounds real weird, you guys. He sounds like he's got some big ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Billy Corgan. You're you're not you're not uh, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you imagine Bono like doing wrestling like stories? <laughs> We've gotta help those starving children. <laughs> <laughs> gotta suplex the hunger right out of those kids. Yeah. <laughs> He's just walking around like the crowd with like a suitcase full of sunglasses, just passing them out. Yeah, I heard he wears those because he has glaucoma. Probably. Really? That sounds familiar a little bit. Yeah. That just makes me think of that story you told me about the concert where he's like going on about how he's clapping his hands. He's like, every time I clap my hands, a child dies or something like that. like, stop clapping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Somebody goes, stop clapping. there's really not much else to talk about this thing uh, a musician is writing wrestling and that's weird and it's not even like main wrestling either. yeah it's yeah. like really just crap wrestling he might as well be writing his own backyard wrestling stories and having his friends <laughs> play them out yeah jumping yeah. off the top of the house onto mattresses trampoline well, wrestling with butterfly wings plays in the background he's smashing pumpkins in his backyard <laughs> wrestling ring <laughs> He's got plastic zwans. Oh man, I wonder if they'll if they'll have like on the press table a bunch of pumpkins that they smash. Like they pick up. He's like, oh man, he's bringing out a foreign object. What is that? It's yeah, it's a pumpkin. Billy Corkin's got the pumpkin. Is he gonna smash it? Is he gonna smash it? 
All right, let's 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 move on from that. Um, <laughs> we want to talk about uh, the Silent Hills thing and video game stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, we'll move on to video games. Yeah, some weird things have been happening at Konami, which are the people who make Metal Gear and Silent Hill. It, um, it all makes me very sad, actually. Yeah, it's really weird because they've been really quiet about it. Yeah, Hideo Kojima, who's the the video game auteur mastermind behind Metal Gear. His name suddenly started disappearing from game, their websites. And all these projects he's doing. Yeah. And nobody knows why, still to this day. And people started wondering, well, what's going to happen with Silent Hills, which is this new project that he'd been working on with Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. The guy who did Pacific Rim and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Hellboy, which, all that stuff. Which actually had like a playable teaser that came out for PlayStation 4, like a, maybe a, it's almost a year ago at this point. Probably, yeah. Just, it set the world on fire. Like, everybody was super interested in this. Some people put it on their game of the year list. It was so interesting. Yeah. And now, I guess they're not going to do it. Yeah. And and the, the demo's gone, too, right? Yeah, they took it off the store. You can't even download it anymore. Yeah. Like, it's such wasted potential, because everybody was super stoked about about it from that teaser. And the fact that they, they paid Norman Reedus to make an appearance in it. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, Norman Reedus was involved. And actually, the people, I read the people who, uh, uh, like, made it official that this, like, officially announced that this was in go- wasn't going to happen <laughs> was Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus. Yeah. Like, they were both asked. And, yeah. 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 I think, I think, I think the they, they, was, they talked about it on their Twitters. Yeah, I think the quote from del Toro was, it, it saddens my greasy heart. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rita said that, yeah, it's not, it's dead in the water. It's not happening. And he was pretty bummed out about it, you know? I mean, yeah. it looked interesting. It, it might have actually breathed some life back into Silent Hill because there hasn't been a good one in a while. Oh, no. No, no, no. I mean, the last good one I played was like two. Yeah. I think three was the last, like, serviceable one. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you see, like, this project, um, or at least elements of it, taken uh, to a, like, an independent like a company that uh, Kojima does, like creates or whatever, and he and Del Toro make a, mo- a game that is similar. But not the same. But not the same. I hope so. Like he removes like the copyrighted parts from Silent Hill, the Konami parts, and then... Just makes a survival horror movie a, or a, a game. A, a yeah, scary game. Because there wasn't anything particularly Silent Hill about Silent Hills. Yeah. So they could do that. If we knew what's up with Kojima, we still don't even know why he's disappeared or... If he's been fired, or if he quit, or if they're have him locked in a secret bunker somewhere, like <laughs> yeah. nobody knows. It just feels like a, like an awkward breakup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. I mean, like nobody really knows what's going on. You just know there there's something going on. Yeah. What do you think this is going to do to um, um, Metal Gear? Because that was his other big. Oh, they're gonna project. make they're gonna make Metal Gears without him, and it's gonna be bad. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. be terrible. I love Metal Gear too. It's like one of my favorite game franchises. Konami can't do anything anymore. They made those Castlevanias that were all terrible. Mm-hmm. It completely ignored everything that made Castlevania good and just turned it into like a God of War beat 'em up clone. Yeah, it's like Konami's where like uh, game IPs go to die. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like they they haven't done anything but Metal Gear and FIFA games. Yeah, or not FIFA <laughs> winning. I forget what soccer franchise they do i think it's winning 11 but that's all they have yeah konami used to be one of the big dogs oh i know i used to love konami games Mm -hmm. 
And they, they even delisted from the New York Stock Exchange the other day. Like Now, what I heard from that is that it was like one of their weirder, like smaller things where it didn't, um, people in America weren't buying the stocks anyway. It's yeah. more of a Japanese one. So it's like, that, but it's still weird that they delisted it. But I guess it was like one of those where, Eh, it's not really doing anything, so let's just. Yeah, get it was it out a big money saving maneuver. Yeah. I think it saved him like $2 million or yeah. something ridiculous. Yeah. That's very weird. But still, strange things are afoot at Konami. Yeah. All I know is that um, if Kojima goes to Kickstarter to kickstart, a, you know, a game like. Anything. Anything. <laughs> or, yeah, like anything. Or like this horror game or whatever, it's going to make a, just a bajillion dollars. Oh, yeah. It'll be it'll be like uh, it'll be like that. Uh, what is that? Uh, Hero Nine or whatever it was called, the the Mighty Number no. Nine, Mighty Number no. Nine, yeah, yeah the that, Mega Man guy. That uh, oh god, what is his name? The Mega uh, Man guy, KG Inafune. Inafune, that's it, yeah, because I because I put into that one, and that was people were that excited has a about release that. date on it. It does now, September. Excellent. I've been waiting. I was kind of worried there for a little while that it was <laughs> they kept adding all this different stuff to it, because uh, I get backer updates like every month, and it's like they're adding all this weird stuff, and that's I'm like great, where's the game? <laughs> put 15 bucks into this i want to play it <laughs> at least it's not like broken age the tim schaefer game where it takes forever and then they give you half of the game yeah and then it takes like another year and you get the other half which it's out now but i haven't played it because i have to start the whole thing over i don't remember what happened the first half. <laughs> there's another that's another video game creator that like hasn't really been putting out classic really, really classic work in a while he just they just did a remit uh redo of grim fandango that was really good oh yeah i forgot about that i want to play that really bad i haven't played grim fandango what in like was the 100 game years he did before that it wasn't too long ago he put out another game well wasn't there a, a halloween one yeah costume quest yeah because i like that one that was an ios thing as well as you know yeah they, they do a lot of little games now they don't do yeah. like big budget deals anymore yeah i always felt like he was more of a uh, kind of an indie guy <laughs> yeah i mean he had a couple big successes like with psychonauts and stuff like that but although psychonauts wasn't a big success at the time no not at the time but <laughs> it, it, it's very much a cult game now it is now like, it makes some money he oh yeah it now. like yeah. that in uh was uh he didn't do it but uh, beyond good and evil kind of like was a sleeper but it became like a huge hit after that yeah Speaking of Kickstarter, there's been some news. Um, a bunch of guys that used to work at Rare, who used to make the Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong Country games, mm -hmm. they've left Rare because it's a shell of its former self, Pretty honestly. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And want to make a new 3D platformer in the vein of their classics called uh, Ukulele, about a, a uh, chameleon and a bat that are very much like Banjo-Kazooie. It sounds an awful lot like Banjo-Kazooie, oh. <laughs> the dog and bird, or the bear and bird. yeah. But uh, they started a Kickstarter, launched it just this morning. Mm -hmm. Noon. At noon. And this is Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. We're recording. So. Oh, yeah. So I guess it was a couple of days ago. Yeah. But it funded in uh, 40 minutes. That's insane. Yeah, like $3,000-some dollars. Yeah, and it's probably going to break a million by tonight if it hasn't already. Uh, do you think they'll have a hit song like they did before with Banjo Kazooie? Ukulele, ukulele. <laughs> Actually... What, who's the music guy they have? They they got both David Weiss, who did all the great Donkey Kong ones, and Grant Kirkphobe, who did all the Banjo-Kazooie music, so involved we'll, with this. So oh, we'll wow. probably we'll have some yeah. good music. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. 
They even got the announcer from Killer Instinct involved is doing a voice. Really? The combo breaker guy. Combo breaker. I love Killer Instinct. That's it's gonna it's gonna be a really solid game. It looks really oh, yeah. good. Now I'm excited. Just just having Killer yeah. Instinct involved makes me excited. Although it it does look like highly derivative of Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Well, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Like on one hand, like yeah, it's the guys that made it, so it's okay. Like they're it's their thing. And you don't you don't want to shame them for making the game they want to make just because some gigantic corporation took their characters away. Right. Yeah. 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 Because Microsoft owns Banjo and Conquer and yeah. all all the rare stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. for Donkey. Yeah, because that's Nintendo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little funny story back when oh, yeah. back when Microsoft bought Rare and they were touring their studio, some of their executives thought that they had. They had now owned Donkey Kong. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> they had Donkey Kong stuff around their office because oh, they worked geez, on so many yeah. games. Wow. <laughs> they thought they had bought Donkey Kong for a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. I can imagine like them like popping shampoo. We got Donkey Kong! We got Donkey Kong! We got Master Chief! Now we got Donkey Kong! Wait, wait. Did Mario show up first in Donkey Kong? Yeah. Do, do we have Mario now? <laughs> yeah. Take that, Nintendo! All right. Well, yeah, it sounds like the uh, the the uh, um, Banjo Kazooie, you know, spiritual successor. It's Rising from the Grave, which is good because I really enjoyed those games. But also Rising from the Grave, <laughs> Dragon Ball is coming back to TV in Japan. Now, granted, of the four of us, I'm the only one who watches it, so yeah. I'm excited about screaming guys who do karate and change I'd, hair colors. I'd watch it. Maybe we should watch it. Maybe. I don't, I don't know anything about Dragon exactly. Ball. Exactly. Well, like, I'm Hulu, curious. Hulu has, like, everything. Like, all the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Oh, so you can watch all the episodes of you guys screaming for 20 minutes to power up, and then the episode's over. Well, the <laughs> yes. That's the one... I, I'll tell you a story. In, in junior high, I tried it. Because, you know, Toonami on Cartoon Network, it, they played them a lot. I tried it once. Uh, because I've never been much of an anime guy. The episode I tuned into was, you know, all these, like, villains talking to each other, and it kept cutting back and forth between that and the main character and some, like, floating space orb just going, ah, for, like, the entire episode. <laughs> that was it. There was no other plot. And it got to the end of the episode, and, like, it was nothing. It was nothing. So I was like, what, what am I wasting my time on? It is, Why am I watching this? It is one of the bigger tropes in anime to make fun of Dragon Ball for the screaming, because it does happen a lot. I mean, during... My favorite saga in the entire series, which is the the Frieza saga, which is like the the second big arc in the in Dragon Ball Z, there is literally Frieza is going to destroy this the, the big villain Frieza okay. who's going to destroy this planet, and he says you've got five minutes, and like four episodes later, <laughs> some really stretched out minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was bad. It, it was really really bad. That's uh, that's something. That sure is something. But hey, but, you know what? No hate here, man. But I enjoy it. It's one of my. It's kind of one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah. It's. I think part of it is nostalgia as a kid, watching the original Dragon Ball and then yeah. watching Dragon Ball Z like in middle school and high school and stuff like that. Now, wasn't there a movie that just came out? Yes, there was a movie that recently just come out called Battle of the Gods, which okay. takes place. Um, That's the one that had that big purple chihuahua on the front. He's actually more like a cat. He's very cat-like. He, he looked. He looked Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, he was very. He was very. He was uh, Lord uh, Beerus, the god of destruction. Mm. I don't know if that was his Japanese name because I watched it dubbed. 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's I forgot. It's been a while since I actually sat down and watched Dragon Ball. The movie's got some weird points into it. The whole reason he was going to destroy Earth is because he didn't get any pudding. Wow. What? At because he comes to Earth and Bulma, one of the main characters, who's been one of the main characters for a long time, female character, uh, is having a birthday party, and Majin Buu, the big villain from the final saga of Dragon Ball Z, who eventually becomes a good guy, ate all the pudding. And Beerus didn't get any, so he wow. got mad. And oh when he gets God. mad, he goes on planet destructions. Okay, I I I don't know how to respond <laughs> yeah. to, to that. Like I said, there are some really really weird points. Yeah, that's a big in leap. Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> I know sure. it's not a selling point. I understand <laughs> uh, this. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not selling it to me right but now. There, <laughs> but there are some great stories in Dragon Ball. One of my favorite movies is called The History of Trunks, and it's all about this character Trunks who is invented swimming trunks. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Sorry. No, actually, he's his his mom is Bulma, and Bulma's last name is Briefs, and Bulma is a Japanese derivative of Bloomers. Okay. So. Pretty much everyone in her family is named after some type of underwear. Underwear, underwear. Okay. yes, uh, yeah. Uh, huh. Akira Toyama is weird with names. Dragon mm. Ball is weirder than I thought. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, like uh, you know, Vegeta is vegetables, and you know, there's Piccolo. And back in old Dragon Ball, King Piccolo and all his minions were named after instruments. <laughs> okay. And you know, pretty much the original story of Dragon Ball is the fact that it's kind of a retelling of the Journey to the West. With Son Goku, the the Chinese monkey king. Oh yeah, monkey because cane. because the main character had like a tail, right? Yeah, he has a monkey that tail, and he also had a about... he also had a uh, an extending magic fighting stick. Ah, called the power this, pole. Is that what they're calling it? <laughs> I I thought that Piccolo was named after pickles because he's green. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that too. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I've had so I've heard some people call him the pickle man before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now is this Toriyama guy going to be coming back? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Series? He's okay. he's coming back. It's not going to be like Dragon Ball GT where it was basically fan fiction that got animated uh, by okay. Funimation. Yeah. It's an it'll be an officially canon uh, Dragon Ball series by Akira Toriyama. Yeah. And that's the part I'm excited about. Yeah, okay, well, that's good. Well, it's good that the original character, uh, creator's coming back because, you know, that's a good chance for everything to uh, be good. Flip side of that, have you heard about Dark Knight 3? Womp, womp. Okay, yes. so there's a guy named Frank Miller. He's a comic book writer. He used to be pretty big in the industry. He's like, he his name huge. is like legendary. Yeah, he did a, a independent books called Ronin. He did uh, he did all the Sin City comics. 300. 300, yeah. Um he did, uh, in 88, I think it was, he did a comic called um, The Dark Knight uh, Returns. And it's basically, you know, old man Batman coming back to Gotham. I really like that story. That was one That's of my favorite really books. That's a really good one. Everyone likes that story. Shoot, Zack Snyder loved it so much, he's basically making a movie of it. <laughs> Yeah, it, honestly, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where robot suit Batman comes from. That's where he Batman fighting Superman comes from. A lot of that stuff comes from that. It was really good, and it was actually one of the the first like major like super dark and grim and gritty versions of Batman put into comics, which is what we have now. now yes, he did a sequel of it back in the '90s, which wasn't very good. It was that, what, Dark Knight Strikes Again. It yeah. made no sense. It made zero sense. There was. Something happened with Frank Miller. He's always been kind of more kind of right leaning, leaning a little bit, and I don't want to get too political, but he over the past couple of years has gone like straight into super conservative, like super conservative stuff. 
<laughs> Rush Limbaugh mode. Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. I would almost say Glenn Beck mode. Wow. Yeah, okay. real bad. And he, um, Dark Knight Strikes Again made no sense, and it was a lot of, you know, uh, right-leaning, you know, ideas. Themes. Um, themes and stuff. And he actually, his most recent book was an, in, was an independent book. It was originally written to be Batman, but he had, but he decided DC got cold feet, rightfully so, and he changed some of the names and changed some of the stuff. It's called Holy Terror. It used to be called Holy Terror Batman, where a Batman, a thinly veiled Batman uh, analogous character uh, beats up Muslims for over a hundred pages. <sighs> That's all the book is. Why would they hire him after that? Anyways, yeah. Anyways, why would coming, anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyways. He is coming back to DC to write another graphic novel called the In the Dark Knight Universe, Dark Knight Three, The Master Race, which sounds super questionable. Oh boy! And the if you've seen the cover, I put it up on the website nerdoverload.com. Go check it out. It is uh, Batman looking all grim and dark and stuff, and a bleeding Superman chest symbol that is bleeding down to make the Roman numeral three in the title. It is awful. It is awful. And I don't understand what DC is thinking putting this out. When they have Batman versus Superman so close to coming out, it's on everyone's mind. Why are they, sh- why are they saying, this is our definitive version of, of this character you love? I think they're trying to play off the, hey, everyone really likes The Dark Knight Returns. You know, trying to, I think they're trying to ride that coattail still a little more. Yeah. And it's not working anymore. Yeah, and... Miller just flat doesn't get the character anymore. He said in, in a recent interview that he writes Batman like a drunk, abusive uncle. What? He thinks of what a drunk, abusive uncle would say if he were wearing a Batman costume. And that's how he writes Batman. Oh, God. It is... It's going to be... It's going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. And, you know, I, I, you know I'll give everything a shot. You know me. I'll, you know what? Don't knock it till you try it, you know. But uh, it's going to be really bad. It's going to be really bad, you guys. He obviously doesn't know the character, so, no, yeah. No, 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 not at all. It just makes me really sad, because I do love The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, I yeah. really no, do. That, that is a really good one. Like I said, that's what they're basing a lot of the uh, um, uh, movie versions. Oh, yeah, the, the suit even looks like The Dark Knight it suit. It does with the short ears and stuff. Short yeah. ears, and it's kind of whiter. Mm-hmm. That even had a female Robin in it. Which I hear is going to be uh, Jenna... Malone. Malone, right? There, there was that, there was that rumor, and there was that extra who got fired for leaking information. Yeah, which means it's probably true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jenna Malone would make a great Lady Robin. Yeah, uh, uh, Kelly, um, what was her name? Kapowski. No, I no. <laughs> Whoa, time out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, Carrie Kelly. Yeah, there we go. That's I, it. I knew yeah. I had part of it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's gonna be a really bad comic. Jenna Malone's worked with Zack Snyder before, too. In Sucker Punch. Yeah. So that makes it even more likely. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot Zack Snyder directed Sucker Punch. Oh, yeah. Speaking of awful movies. I'll never forget. (laughs) Because that's not good either. Oh, it was a terrible movie. And I wanted to like it so bad. You know, if they stuck to two, like, storylines. Layers. (laughs) Two layers of it, it would have been fine adding, like, a third one. They could have removed one of the three. It didn't even... It, it doesn't matter which one. They could have removed one of the three, and it would have been okay. It was like a movie inside a movie inside a movie, and it yeah. was just... It was, like, Inception, but not good. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they wanted to be smart, but... Mm-hmm. No. They weren't hitting oh, it. Oh, God. You choke on the storylines in that movie. They yeah. wanted to be smart, and they wanted fan service, and... You, you can't, can't have both. You can't have both. <laughs> so... 
Speaking of DC and questionable decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, this is another thing. And this is actually going to be take a little bit of me reading. So uh, buckle in, you know, thrilling stuff here. As Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> says in Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. Yeah. All right, so there is a, a, a comic writer named uh, Jerry Conway, a really famous guy. He um, wrote in the 70s and 80s, created a whole slew of characters, like one of the DC greats, you know. He's right there. He's right up there with, I don't want to say like Stan Lee, but he's right up there with like Tony Isabella and like yeah. a lot of big famous names like Joe Kelly and stuff like that. This has all kind of come out because of the Flash TV series, which is great. There's a character on it uh, called Caitlin Snow. She's one of the main like core group of like supporting characters for the Flash. Yeah. She's also in the comics the name, uh, the alter ego of a supervillain named Killer Frost. And she's pro it's been hinted that the character Killer Frost is going to pop up at some point in season two of The Flash. Uh, Jerry Conway created the character Killer, Fla uh, Killer Frost, but not this version of Killer Frost, okay? Yeah, Because okay. there have been, like, legacy villains and okay. stuff Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So anyway, someone asked, you know, what, uh, what kind of royalties he's getting. Because they're using, for all intents and purposes, they're using one of his characters in a in a media thing, and um, and they it wasn't that they asked why he hasn't been credited on any, any of the Flash episodes with the creation of Caitlin Snow. Caitlin Snow, and his response is because according to DC, she wasn't created. The character wasn't created by anyone. Makes <laughs> yeah. make sense so far. Yeah. Think about got, that. Think about that for a second. Okay, so what so what he says essentially is. Um, for, for the longest time, there was a really good, like, uh, creator um, um, compensation, compensation for, for, thing, for characters that pop up in other media. For years, it was really good until DC was, uh, became, DC Comics became DC Entertainment, which is an arm of Warner Brothers. And that's, and that's, that's which was made about, uh, I want to say 10, about 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. When the, the new, when the new head of DC came out. Right, right. Uh, Diane, what's her name? Uh, let's see what it is. It is, uh, Diane Nelson is what it is. Anyways, there's a new thing where uh, if a creator wants to be officially recognized as the creator of a character, they have to fill out paperwork for any and all characters that they have created prior to the use of the character in any other form of media. So any named character in any comic over this guy's entire career, which he says is about 500 characters, he has to fill out piles of paperwork on each and every single one in case something pops up in another show also creators don't get credit for characters that are deri considered derivative of other characters his example was power girl he didn't create power girl someone else created power girl but because her backstory is tied in with superman her powers are very similar to superman technically create the creator of power girl can't claim rights to Power Girl because she is derivative of Superman. So technically, by DC standards, Power Girl was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, who hadn't been in comics for almost 20 years when the character was made. Does that make sense to you guys? <sighs> no. <laughs> okay, it gets better. He filled out the paperwork for Killer Frost. Technically, because DC, according to DC, he created the character Killer Frost but not the Killer Frost that's on the show. His Killer Frost's name was uh, Crystal Frost. Okay? <laughs> Different name. And so technically, yes, DC recognizes he created Crystal Frost, the character 
alias of Killer Frost. Years later, another Killer Frost comes out. Her name is Caitlin Snow in the comics, the one that they're using on The Flash. Technically, he should, by rights, because it's a derivative character, he owns it. But he doesn't. He didn't create it. But the creators who created the character can't claim rights to it. So Because it's derivative. Because it's derivative. But he didn't create the character, so he can't get it, get his name on it. So technically, under these new bylines from DC Entertainment, no one created the character, so no one gets royalties for it, and no one gets recognition for it. Poof. Out of thin air, this character came. Yes, the character came fully <laughs> formed out of the ether one day. Legally. It's just, Legally. It's just spinning round and round the toilet. It makes no sense. It makes... It's... It's legal jargon. Is what it is. Ripping people off. It's ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. Artists. Well, that's like I think writers. I think I was reading. He he created Felicity Smoke too. Yeah, he did. Who's yeah. who appears in Arrow? Yeah, and he is getting credit for that. Oh, is he? He is getting credit for that because she's not a derivative character, and he did fill out the paperwork in time to get the rights to it. Okay. Now, if they change the word, the the spelling of the name or anything like that no longer the case because it would be a derivative character. Uh, See how that makes sense? She turns into Fiona Seam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? You laugh, but that's something that they DC would probably try to pull. You know, so Ollie, I'm changing my name. <laughs> I have to become something more. So, so think, so think about this. The eventually they're going to get to like Wally West on the Flash, like the Kid Flash version, right? Oh yeah. And you know what? Let's say they do a future a future episode where Wally West is the Flash instead of Barry Allen. Who's going to get the money for Wally West? Nobody. Because he is the derivative character of, of the, the Flash. Flash. Yeah. But the origi- but Gardner Fox, the original creator of the Flash, didn't create Kid Flash. He was created by someone else. But at the same time, though, there's an even older version of the Flash. Very yeah. true. So and and he's and that creator's not around to claim the rights to Jay Garrick and the Golden Age Flash. Yeah. So. But nobody gets anything for the Flash. It's a really bad system. It's a really bad system in DC. It's it, really it sad, sad because the DC creator uh, compensation program used to be great. Used to be really, because Paul Levitz was a writer. He was the he he became uh, editor in chief of DC. Uh, he was a writer, so he took care of the creators of the of the characters. He'd been there. He'd been in the trenches. He knew what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> and this uh, this Diane uh, Nelson or whatever her name is, she is a Warner Brothers person. She is just, she's never been in the, the medium. She doesn't know. It just, putting the screws to everybody is what it is. <sighs> it's so depressing. It yeah, is. It, should, it is. It should, they should get sued. Although they're but, probably covering they their tracks so well, yeah. They can't because technically, technically, according to the paperwork, you it's know, there. It's there. Cut and dry. So you know. It's very much a su- Warner Brothers super corporate Covering their butts. Yeah, bureaucracy, bureaucratic nightmare. Burying yeah. everything in red tape. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they can save a few pennies. Yeah. It's it's really, you know, being a someone who used to be pretty much artistic and everything, it, it really breaks my heart. The fact that there are, there are, there are wonderfully talented people out there and brilliant uh, individuals who are not getting credited. Yeah, they're not even getting credit for what they for the work about. they've done. And you know, a lot of the a lot of them, it's not about the money either. You know? Yeah, just a little bit I mean, of recognition. The money is nice, but the recognition is more important because it, it it boosts their their recognition in the media, so that they so that their new projects can get some spotlight. But instead, yeah. they have to they have to resort to going on Tumblr, or Twitter, and you know listing out their plight, their personal plight, so that this stuff can get recognized. And it's it's insane. So the next time you're watching The Flash, 
remember a lot of these characters did come from somewhere, yeah. not according to yeah. DC. Pour one out for Gary Conway. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. We're going to get out of here. Uh, again, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com, which is a website we run. Uh, Nerd Overload website. Facebook.com slash Nerd Overload website. Yep, go over there. Like us, please. Twitter, uh, at Nerd Overload. Nerd under- underscore, underscore Overload. Overload. Right. You can email us with your questions or comments at staff at nerdoverload.com. Oh, and actually... I haven't told any of you guys this. This oh, is going to be a surprise. Oh, 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 blowing my mind For here. our local listeners, because we're now on twice a day on Saturdays, for our local listeners in Marion County, if you email us a question or comment and it gets picked for the show, you get a free dozen of donuts from Andrew's Pastries. Woo! Hey, Andrew's yeah. is delicious. And it's, it's good stuff. So that's a little incentive. Now, for our out-of-area listeners, I'm sorry. No donuts for you. We'll figure something out. But for local, if it's local and we I pick can, it. I can rustle you up a Steam key for a random Steam game. There you go. That if, sounds if good. If you're out of the area. So anyway, yeah. If you send us any uh, questions, comments on our Facebook, on our email, uh, be sure to include name and phone number or some kind of contact so that we can get, if your question's chosen, we can get that out to you. And don't forget, it's free comic book day. Go out, give some comics some love. Watch Avengers. Yeah, we'll be back next week um, ready to talk about Avengers 2. Definitely. All right. <laughs> and Monday is May the 4th, so may the 4th be with you. This show has been brought to you by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and IDE Computers. <laughs> <laughs>